Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Mike Rice. Yes. <laughs> Mike Rice, you had a bit of a struggle getting here today. Oh yeah, I'm so angry. <laughs> yeah. So angry, like genuinely, genuinely fucking furious. <laughs> But first off, you live really far away. It's not your fault. <laughs> Thank you for coming to Betty. Yeah, because yeah. you didn't know where I was going to be staying. No, I didn't. I thought you were around like the center, you know, around like around where you've been doing shows. Yeah. Well, the only place I really know is... Um, the pizza shop near where I am, but I couldn't even tell you the train station is. It's where Victor mm. lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, so then I looked up and I was a good boy, boy. He's like, grand, you know, people. I don't mind transport a lot of time, like trains, shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can um, text um, my mother. I never text totally. my mother. <laughs> but I could. The option is there if I loved her. Um, so, uh, but... But then I got, so anyway, long story short, I went way too far, missed my connecting train, and I'm talking like six stops too far. So you were really busy texting your mom? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was just like, you fucking bitch. No, I didn't say um, uh, I was like, you ne'er do well. I'm polite when I've talked to her. Um, but, uh, so, but then I went, yeah, and then, so anyway, finally, I, so like it's taken me about an hour and 20 minutes to get over here, and then I get yeah. to your door, and then there's no internet service to text you. You know what, actually? What? That is actually just the front of my house, of the building. There is no internet service. So whenever I come home and I'm on the phone to someone, yeah. it always cuts out. <laughs> it cuts really? out immediately. It's the most infuriating thing to be oh. like on your way home and then you just lose the conversation right out the front of your house. And I, there's no connection until I get home. Right. Like yeah. in, in the door, into my room. Yeah. So actually, that's not your fault. That's uh, that's my house's fault as well. I wasn't blaming myself, Anna. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've been picking up on my tone, but there has been no point of this where I have been putting the blame at my own feet. I have been kind of thinly veiled passive aggression towards you. Um, which are clearly not I'm, not... I'm not getting it at all. I'm like, this is your choice. These are your choices. You came here. Uh, you could have said no multiple points. No. But, um, but no, there is like something shitty about where I live at the moment. Like at vetting. There's just something, there's something just a little bit more annoying than it should be about, you know, yeah, the service in front of my house, the train connections. And if you're not from here... You've like really traveled today. So um, mm. well done. Thank you. You're and, uh, welcome. Glad to have you. Here. Yes. No, I am very happy to be here. I, I sound like a jumped up prick here now. but No, you, you don't. No, do you I don't. not? Do I sound I, lovely? Because I know you a bit. I don't feel bad at all. And at no point did I ever feel any... Right. Maybe you're just really good at veiling it, but I didn't feel any like I don't feel I don't feel guilty at all. So don't no. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think then there may be this will cause you problems down the line. A lack of feeling of guilt. Do you know what's actually <laughs> Why? Do you know what's funny about guilt? <laughs> yes. That I think because you're Irish, so you know yeah. lots about guilt. So I'm swimming in it. Mm. I could give you some before I leave. Just to, just to know what it feels like. But I do feel like I also come from a long line of guilt. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been doing a lot of work in this life to not... Like, you came in, you sat down, there was a book on Buddhism right on the table. Ooh. I think the biggest... It's now gone. Now there's the Minority Report. But um, the biggest... Uh, one of my biggest struggles is... Uh, well, firstly, trust, of course. But right after that is feeling guilt for everything all the time. Right. So, anyway, your, your experience and your... No, but I think that's interesting. Where does that come from with you now? Uh, I think my mother... Yeah. 
100% my mother did, Yeah Did she raise you Through guilt uh, Guilting I feel like there's been A lot of guilt Yeah whenever I am Like a strong Or independent uh, Like she implies That there's a lack Of empathy Or softness Or femininity Not always Like I love I have a very good Relationship with my mum But there is this thing And I think my My biggest struggle Being in Berlin For example For many years Was that I felt guilty For being away from my family Like really A lot of guilt Right And does she Because like my my mother does a thing. Do you know what? Well, my mother, actually, now that I think of it, mm. my mother doesn't even like, you know, what I, people people say to me, oh, my mother's like uh, trying to ring me all the time and they're annoyed about the one. I was like, my mother's not trying to ring me all the time. That's what's annoying me. Mm. Why aren't you trying to ring me, Betsy? But I, Betsy. You know what I mean? Is it, is it really Betsy? It's Betsy. Because <laughs> you're joking. I know in the joke. <laughs> I know what I said. And it's the truth. <laughs> Yes, I shall not lie up there. I think, I think, okay, so my mother, she used to be ringing me all the time. This was like maybe 10 years ago. She used to be ringing me all the time. I'm 34, right? So like early 20s when I was still sort of living in the same town as her. Um, She would try to contact me a lot and I was a 20 year old. And uh, so I was a total bitch and and ignored a lot of it. I would eventually get back to her, but then she moved overseas and then I moved and. She has now come to the point, I think, in uh, in our relationship where she needs to manage it so it doesn't feel toxic. So she waits for me to call her. Right. Yeah. I think I don't think my mother's even thinking on that level. You know what I mean? I think she just, uh, in my head, she's well, given know, up. Yeah, she's given up, <laughs> or she forgets, or she's a little bit like she does like just genuinely, objectively love me less since I've been doing stand-up comedy. Like, there's How? just no doubt. What do you mean? But you've been doing stand-up for a long time, no? That's what I mean, yes. And love has been just over years, like a, a slope. Just, just it's been just seeping, 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 seeping out. Um, <laughs> it just, just till there's almost, she's just a husk, a hollow husk of a woman with, that cannot uh, contain any love for me. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry for calling her a husk. What even is a husk? I don't I just, know. I felt more problematic with the, like the the lovers seeping out, like like some cum that well, was just going down. Jesus! <laughs> like a love cream pie, just like just seeping. This luscious, bitter, bitter love, bitter seeping. salty love, just ankles, uh, feet. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. You, you really brought it there, but. No, but she, but on a serious level, she does like because of what I like do her. My mother is very like proper um, person. She's a love like I. She's a great like I love my mother so much, and even in the face of her lack, I only love her all the more. She's playing mm-hmm. hard to get like, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but like yes, but yes. <laughs> your jokes too much. Uh, like, like right. you're wanting the incest, you know. Right. Like you're wanting to but be the victim of. Yeah, I I do think like I will say that you know people say to you like and sometimes uh, I've been in relationships and they're like oh you want me oh you want me to be like your mother and I'm like no I want you to be my mother you know what I mean like I want you I don't even met her but she's amazing she's like so perfect anyway look we're not gonna go too but at the same time she doesn't appreciate your stand up career so how can you want someone to be that person for you again who doesn't love what you're doing and what you're putting out there um and supporting you i don't know i guess like on some level and maybe these are my own issues i get it i get why she doesn't because like we grew up the most important thing was just like manners and etiquette and you have your knife and fork and your side plate and your spoon like cutlery was of the utmost importance it is very important the number of people who don't understand where where each piece of cutlery (laughs) should go right 
blows my mind. Yeah, 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 and has continued to blow my yeah, mother's mind. And it mind. hurts actually. I think th- this is why I've I've never met someone actually that feels that. But my mother, it hurts her. Yeah, like her soul, <laughs> like bad table manners. Like yes. it's just like, like she has the same like level of. Uh, serious grief mm-hmm. if like you know her mother died or if there's no pepper on the table you know what I mean like she <laughs> it'll be the exact same the exact same level oh my mother died there's no pepper on the table just no difference in tone it hurts her the same amount um, but she loves opera music she's very religious very mm-hmm. classical like mm-hmm. so like she would think um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Irish sitcom Father Ted yeah, yeah, yeah. But very um, famous, um, mm-hmm. harmless humor. Now look, yeah, Max, really sweet, sweet, so funny. She thought that was lewd, <laughs> and she thought that was mocking the clergy, like the church. Oh, wow. um, so she's right. like, she's legit, legit, super, super. Yes, and just Catholic, Catholic. Mm. Yes, yeah, super Catholic. But then a different, even type of just like kind of like the family she comes from. It's just. Um, they just have ideas. We call them notions mm-hmm. in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Notions, kind of having ideas about. Like she has eleven siblings. Fuck. Yeah, we used to call them. That's no- really Catholic. Yeah, like that's like wow. Notions like- eleven. We used to call them because they're just <laughs> all these like ideas about. We are very proper and we are very good about members not- of the community and about not pulling out. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. Oh, my God. They're, they're acting like these prudes. It's like, you guys are, like, just, like, the product of just, like, rabbitous like fucking. Cream pie cosmopolitan. Like, <laughs> just, wow. Right. That's yeah. so much semen. But my point being, so, if you've seen uh, my comedy, then you'll know that it's quite, um, you know, like, whatever. Like, not all of it, but, like, you know, there's, there's some of it you could categorize as crass or lewd. <laughs> Or uh, dark humor. I talk about eating um, period blood, and uh, and I've uttered even more spits than that. Yeah, that I've just. You but know. but that it makes like it makes sense that that's what you're doing because you're breaking free from that level of repression. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Absolutely, like it's it's completely natural that that's where you would push your comedy, and I think. It's like, you know, um, anyone that comes from a minority that's been discriminated in a certain way, all their comedy, most of their comedy is going to be, you know, um, fighting against that or, or, you know, turning that pain into into joy. And so your, yeah, your religious repre- like repression is definitely going to mean that you're, you're going to be more uh, inclined towards lewd. Just absolute, unadulterated filth, filth. <laughs> devilish, circling the, the seventh circle of hell. Um, no, but the I think I think you're right, and there is a part of it that is uh, rebellious. But like you know, like she um, would just see it as very like she she couldn't watch. She she cried one time when my father tried to bring her to a gig. He was like, "Oh, we're going to see a gig." <laughs> so that's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's she so just, funny. I know. Yeah. Holland, did she actually see some of your stand up? Or she had seen a clip online. This is absolutely true. She said to me once. She said. Um, Mike, she said, I've seen a clip of your comedy online and I didn't find it funny. <laughs> she said, I found it more sad than anything. <laughs> oh my and, God, that's so great. Yeah. And I said, while we're being honest, ma'am, you make a shit apple tart. And 
and um, and she doesn't like what I just said to her. Of course, you had to. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, but just like what she's saying, like she could probably see objectively there were laughs in the crowd, but she's saying it's sad. It's like obviously it's not sad. Yeah, just like her apple tart doesn't. Right. Um, and it's hard to reconcile actually with my mother because I do love her so much, and I always speak very highly of her. But she has. There are some uh, aspects now where she's hurt my feelings, mm. I would say. Mm. But, like, I've had, like, her family, like, I haven't been invited to a wedding. Like, that uh-huh. of a cousin that's, like, my age. Yeah. Because they, they like, see me as, like, a black sheep or what I'm doing is really disrespectful. I got, like, wow. like called out at a family event. Like, with this, my mother's family where one of her sisters, like, came up to me in front of everyone and was like, oh, I saw a clip of your comedy. I just want to say I think it's awful. <gasps> And um, and I may not be hip or I may not be cool, she said. But I just think um, I just thought it was awful. And she just like walked off, and I was just standing there, and I was just like, <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, you know, because I'm like a comedian, I'd be very quick. So yes. I started tearing up and refused to eat my custard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, that stuff hurt. Like that. Stuff no man, it hurt. It did hurt. Me. Really hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the whole. I might not be hip. I might not yeah. be cool. I yeah, feel yeah. like there's a lyric. Like if you had recorded her, you could have like auto tuned that into yeah. a song <laughs> about how shitty your comedy is for religious Irish people. Um, but they're like particularly like I mean these are like yes. particularly puritanical. I yes. would say people now and like growing up, I really they're my family. I really. Uh, like them and I, I don't I'm not one of those people who's like I don't care mm-hmm. I think I do care of course you care yeah. of course like there's you know that you can't have you can't win everybody right you know that yeah. not everyone is going to be a fan of yours it's just it's like it's, it's just it can't happen it's a personality thing number one but then there's also content and there's people who have their notions yeah. and that your things go against their notions uh, but despite knowing that intellectually it still hurts like hell when someone really communicates to you why they dislike what you do yeah <laughs> it oh yeah kills, man. right like it hurt like it it's yeah it's heartbreaking even though you can be like well they're not hip and they're not cool right uh so they're clearly not my crowd well, but you know everyone who says i may not be hip i may not be cool in their head they think I am both hip and cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the words hip and cool, you know, like already. I'm, you're already, not. you're already placing yourself outside the circle with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. no one who's cool calls themselves cool anyway. And hip, I love it so much. But yeah, that's, that's weird. right. Like, right, right. I need what to is she in the urban that. culture? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been telling a lot of people I'm hip recently. <laughs> and now I'm starting to think that. That's probably not been perceived how I'd like. I, 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 I think you should keep doing it. I think. No, I am going to yeah, keep doing please, it. Yeah, I will please. never stop because certain things are like culture is cyclical. It will come back around. That saying hip yeah. is hip. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Oh my God. But the whole religious thing and yeah, it's just uh, like, okay, so it's funny because um, from my side of things, I tell some extremely filthy stuff on stage, mm-hmm. but my parents are very strong supporters of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And my parents are both pretty, like my mom is the filthy one in the family. Like she's, she is like top class like the jokes that she comes out, the constant innuendo, like, right. Like we had a, so, um, she's, uh, my, she, I have a stepfather, 
my mum's husband is super cool. Mm. Uh, his his he's got three kids, and so it was like the step my step uh, brothers and sister, and my brother and I, and uh, and like we even had a joke like we all loved Family Guy. There was a like a running joke in our mixed family um, of the little part from Family Guy, which goes uh, incest in the morning, <laughs> repressed memories. Like we used to sing that around the house, you know, like we and like. <laughs> It's a very, very filthy household. And my dad is more like a dad joke funny, but like very, very, like less dirty, but just very right, dry, right. Aussie, mm-hmm. Kiwi funny. But yep. yeah, they like, I don't know. I think I think the reason why I'm so disgusting on stage is that I have the, the, the female outlook of like, we need to, you know, sex is funny. And the more honestly women talk about their sexual experiences, the more open we are and the less like, you know, breaking down the slut shaming and that there doesn't need to be that. And so when you own it, then you remove the shame and, and all of that stuff. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, part of my thing I think is was... Uh, yeah, similar to that. Or just the fact, like, I mean, there was part of me growing up that's a bit, like, perplexed by the prudishness around uh, sex. Because it's like, it's just like, we're adults. Why are mm-hmm. we pretending? Like, it just seems so silly and dishonest and, like, yeah. just, like, you're full of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You probably got pounded last night and you're acting like... You fucking like you've got kids. We know you fuck. Yeah. Like stop acting like this is a part of life that doesn't exist, and it's such a totally. uh, you know important part of life. And it can be fun. It's like this whole the way you're acting is what makes it kind of makes it funner as well. You to- don't know to- that totally. The more yeah, it's, it's, the wronger. It's like the joke I have. It's like yeah. if you make it yes feel wrong, like that's like ah yeah. But that may not be the healthiest way. But yeah, the more taboo something is, the more enjoyable it is to talk about it. Right. Absolutely. That's why rape. Oh, God. <laughs> that's why rape, you know, like. like right. I, I made a joke with you the other, the turn other day. A, turn off my mic because I don't. <laughs> you're, this but is, I for, feel my career slipping through my fingers. <laughs> but for women, for example, talking about rapists and stuff, like I, I made a joke. I uh, I hooked up with a guy the other night and um and i said like oh yeah i don't think we like, like we didn't have sex like we just kissed and then fell asleep cuddling and then yeah, i was yeah. like well maybe maybe you fucked me like yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know and it's, it's big so- big laughs it got <laughs> got big big laughs from the men she was with <laughs> no but it shocked me how funny yeah. that was for me is like right. me saying that it killed me as well because it was just like it's so funny to talk about those things that are so not okay to talk about. And me right. being raped is like, it's such a, a serious danger that, uh, you know, I have to consider every kind of every day in some ways. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so it makes it so much more enjoyable to make those jokes. So, you know, rape or, um, and, and like, and you, and in your jokes, you know, you talk like if your mom did see your set, like you talk so explicitly about masturbating to your mother or to the thought of your mother. <laughs> It's just like that's so like it's clearly so enjoyable for you because of the level of of um what's the word uh criticism and disapproval that you receive right like I see now it is kind of I think I think this is what it is because I don't know if like I would love if my mother loved what I did you know what I mean of course like I would but I mean I just made a um a decision when I uh to start doing comedy at all because. You know, to even start doing comedy, you have to, in some way, relinquish 
caring about what other people think of you yeah. or not even relinquish caring but relinquish letting that dictate your actions yes right so i actually do really care if people what people think of me i've always been a person of course who really wants to be liked of course. always like i'm like oh please like me look i was so nice i'll be the, the. you know what i mean um but that was crippling in my early years because i just could, would never um do things i wanted to do i always wanted to act when i was younger yeah yeah i always want to act but i was like no i can't lads are going to say i'm gay if i go mm-hmm. like act in theater mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know or something mm-hmm. like that um you know and i always love comedy wanted to do something with it but i was like there's a great quote from a a he's a film critic called roger Ebert. i used to love reading film reviews when i was younger i was obsessed mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i wouldn't tell my friends about that either mm-hmm. um I'd be like uh, watching like French New Wave movies, but I wouldn't tell. I couldn't tell the lads because I was good at sport. Like, so I was, my friends were sports guys. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. who I hung out with. And they were great, like funny guys, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the quote from the uh, movie uh, reviewer, uh, Roger Ebert, who I love. Um, Robert said, Reed? Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. Yeah, he's like the most famous like American probably movie okay. critic ever. But he said that if you're popular in high school, a lot of people are popular in high school. Never find out who they uh, really are because mm-hmm. they get used to that feeling mm-hmm. of being popular and being liked. Oh, that's a nice little cozy feeling. And then they don't want everyone to do anything to jeopardize that, mm-hmm. to lose that. So mm-hmm. they just stay acting in ways that please yeah. people around them. Yeah. And I was very much entrenched in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then luckily, do you know what? And just through sheer uh, pain and suffering, I got out of it. But if I didn't if yeah. I didn't have a bad enough time in my early 20s, I probably wouldn't have got out of it. And I yeah. probably would have just stayed doing the things that made mm-hmm. everyone happy and just mm-hmm. been kind of had a lukewarm life of kind of fairly kind of, you know, unfulfilled and empty but comfortable and different mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But I luckily, luckily reached such a level of depression. Yeah. Deep, deep. Oh, I want to be hit by a bus. <laughs> Depression that I was able to, that led to the greatest freedom then. Yeah. Because that then I got so low that I was like, well, do you know what? If I don't want to be here anyway, I might as well do whatever the fuck I, I want, want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And totally. that was, yeah, yeah. And that's, that, that was around that time I started actually, I started meditating and different things and started, uh, started stand up. And that was it. Fuck yeah. Once I started. Fuck you know. yeah. Yeah. It's definitely how you start stand up. It's like you gotta get to the point where you've got nothing left to lose. Right. But there was also there was also something else in what you're saying, um, this whole um wanting people to like you. There's also a thing with stand up, um, and I don't I think all I think it's a pretty all comedians would agree with it to a point, but like if you're in the life of someone who does stand up comedy, you're probably gonna get spoken about on stage. What what like I feel like uh, that's something that people need to r- like I think that's some that's a part of it. Like I, because because I this joke that I told last night that I think you also heard in Barcelona in development stage is like me living with these um housemates and uh, mm-hmm. yeah and like I talk about how one get one get got pregnant and one mm-hmm. started going through menopause yeah and um and in the in the process of me developing this joke I mentioned to the housemate who was going through menopause I was like by the way I've like you're in one of my jokes at the moment I'm I'm working it out it's about how you've started menopause and then she took six months to come to me and say, uh, well, she took like six months for another friend, uh, the pregnant one actually, to ask for a, a clip of the of the joke. 
and I just happened to have one, but like I got one before the lockdown, sent it to them. And then there was just this radio silence. And I was like, so what did you think of the joke? Uh, you know, it's jokes, like no, no offense, you know, like, of course, I'm not happy that you moved out or because you got pregnant or, you know, and the thing is like, yeah, anyway, I didn't actually, I wasn't concerned about the menopause bit because it's like, I explain what menopause is. And I think it, the crazy thing is when I first started telling that joke, men in the audience didn't know what menopause was. And that oh, yeah. was another thing of like, holy shit, like there's, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, I felt, felt compelled to, to educate, educate. Yeah. 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 And so there's bits, I think this bit's quite a feminist bit actually. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, she, this, the one that was going through menopause sat down with me and was just like, it's too private. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't, you know, you're talking about your housemate. People will know it's me. And I'm like, I could be talking about any housemates from any time in my life. Like I've lived with lesbians before. I don't say your name. No one knows who you are. Yeah, yeah. No one cares. But like, she was like, well, it's too private. And I would like you to um, let me know um, a bit earlier. So I'm more psychologically prepared. I'm like, I told you six months ago, but okay. Cool, cool, cool. I will let you know when I'm starting to think of it. She's like, yeah, I don't want to censor you. And then her next feedback was, and I think you don't use inclusive language when you, and that's why the second part of the joke is about using inclusive language. Suck my dick. Because I use the word woman for someone with a vagina and man for someone with a penis. And she was just like, well, what about all the trans people? You know what? And I was just like, this is just like, just get like, yeah, like get, get lost. This is my, do you know what I mean? You don't write my comedy yeah, set. Yeah. And you know it's also I mean? like if I I'm, were to every time say people with vaginas when I wanted to refer to people who identify as women or people who have vagina. Like I, I get I get the feedback, but I'm not writing a political manifesto. I'm saying a joke on stage and yes. there's efficiency required there. Yeah, it's word economy. Exactly. Like this is what it's about. It's about rhythm and getting to something. Like if you have to like trot out these... Um, uh, you know, correct, convoluted terms. In a joke, it's just gonna fucking butcher the joke. Like, in, you know, normal life, Mm -hmm. if, like, whatever you want me to say, Mm -hmm. you know what? No, I still won't say it. But... Exactly. um, Exactly. At the same time, if you call... If you call me on it, I'll be like, yes, yes, yes. I mean all people who want to be identified as women or people who have uteruses or whatever. Like, fuck, there are women who don't, who aren't able to get pregnant anyway. And like, just, just be like, oh, it's just like, you can't always be inclusive. But the, yeah. Yeah, where is it? I just saw something I heard recently that I thought was very interesting um, on that of just where is the line on things? Because mm-hmm. there was like this um, uh, lesbians group in Texas and they were going out for a treat. They do it every year, like some desert thing where they all go out and they like, you know, f- fuck each other. And it's like a little mixer to flirt and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, was this in a Tim Dillon? I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah. It was like the transgender uh, um, person or, but who hadn't had the operation, who just has a penis. Like, yeah, I want to come. And they were like, no, because uh-huh. it's like, we don't want, like, we're, it's for like, it's for scissoring. For vaginas <laughs> to come in. We want to scissor and lick each other. We don't want a hard cock around. And is that not fair enough? I think it's fair enough. I think that's fair enough. I think it's fair enough. However, it's like, uh, and like, why would you want to be there if the idea, like, it should just be called like a vagina retreat then. That's it then. You yeah. know, yeah, not just a women's retreat. It should be a vagina. Vagina Vagina retreat. to vagina. <laughs> I would actually want to come. I would, I would also. I'd also start getting offended, to be honest. I would be disappointed if the penis wasn't there. Like I would have been yeah. the one being like, 
Well, you know, but there, there are different types of um, uh, uh, vagina owners that only want vaginas. And then right. there are vagina owners that are open to all the things. Right. But... Um, are you open to all the things? Yeah, I'm open to all the things. I'm not that hungry for vagina. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really... Not like, that ravenous for the... For the... the Female organ. Yeah. Reproductive organ. Jus de vage. I'm yes. not, like, it's not... I don't get excited by, like, an, 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 an like engorged clitoris and, like a, a, like, a hole to stick my finger. Like, I'm not... Right. No, like I've got that. I want to be playing with something else. Right. And that's just, yeah, like, but I will do it and I will, like, enjoy. <laughs> just from what? Like, just <laughs> civic duty? Like, what? Why? Because it's. Why if it does nothing for you? It's polite. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Usually in the settings where like uh, I would end up eating vagina or fingering, it's like there's also penises around, and it's just like it's it, it's in the right spirit of things that oh, you like do. Oh, like group sex, like group sex. Oh yeah. yeah, how is that fun? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy. I've had quite a bit of group sex in my time. Oh wow, I would I would die. And like like actually, just I like, would kill myself. <laughs> I would end my own life. Why? I would blow my head off. Why? I would just, I just wouldn't have, I would be too, uh, I'd be too nervous. I wouldn't be able for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Most of the group sex settings, like I had a few where there was alcohol and drugs because they were like impromptu orgies at home. Ah! <laughs> An impromptu at all this, I'm like a little child. What? What? I thought that was only in the movies, Anna. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. But so how do you navigate that now? So let's say, what's the, what are we looking at here? How many men, how many women are we all... How do we get everyone on board? How does it happen? I'm so it's, like, yeah. You know. So with the impromptu orgies, it's usually um, you've just been out partying. You end up at um, someone's house, and there's uh, good vibes between everyone. Mm. There's usually a fair like it's usually late, uh, and uh, oh, it wasn't even that late. Like uh, a couple of them, um, but yeah, with- <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> 2 p.m. It's just in the <laughs> afternoon. Well, okay. Some of them were just like one other couple, you right. know. So I was in a, I was married, and my marriage was uh, open in that we would have sex with other people together. Right. And so um, we would be open to that and kind of looking for that, and mm. so it would come out that we're in an open marriage, and so then people who were interested would how would it come express out? Express interest. Would you just be like, we want to fuck the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> It would be a little bit more. Right. Well, it would usually be my, my ex-husband being like, I want to fuck them. And I'd be like, look, give me like three more drinks and I'll see how I feel. <laughs> I love this. As if they don't have any choice in it. I don't want to fuck them. Like they're just unsuspecting over here. <laughs> he was he was a very charming man, and um, uh, you know not that much to look at, but he was uh, he had a lot of charisma. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, he was like a very persuasive. persuasive. Yep, that's uh, why I ended up getting married, I guess. Mm. Um, persuasive, intelligent, like like wily. Like I, he wasn't like you know. Yes, he had guile. You know he, I mean? was, he was manipulative. I think yes. is what you want to say. That's what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I will say. He was absolutely manipulative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like there were, yeah, you know, it would be like, uh, and like, you know, I was in my finest form back then. Uh, so like, you know, it was, it wasn't hard getting the sex that we wanted, I guess. Right. Um, but then we started, sort of kind of ended up um, going through lots of our friends to the point where I was like. Fucking lots of your friends. Yeah. And right. I had more friends because I like was from that city and he'd only lived there for a few years. Um, and so he was so, fucking a lot of your friends. 
friends. We were fucking a lot we of my friends. We were well. Yeah. I was yeah. fucking his friends too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, this all sounds like like hellish. It was It was not... A hellscape to me. What I wanted, exactly. <laughs> it's not... I was like, I don't want to fuck our friends. And he was like... Uh, well, he was like, well, he had alopecia, right? He still has alopecia. You know what alopecia is? Um, oh, his hair's falling out. Yeah. Right. Like weird places too. Like he had no eyelashes, no eyebrows. We had to like buy human hair eyebrows, cut them to fit and glue them on his face every day. Right. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> no. So uh, he... because he had this ailment, he's like, please, can I fuck your friends? <laughs> I've got no hair. <laughs> he please. was like, I'm self-conscious of. Right. He couldn't really deal with the. There was he had one hole uh, with absolutely no hair on his head. And so the eyebrows, he was self-conscious about the eyelashes and the hole in his head. And, um, and so he was like, I feel less comfortable fucking strangers because then I have to deal with this. Whereas if we fuck friends, then I'm comfortable. And I was like, well, I prefer to fuck strangers because if we fuck my friends, then I won't have any more friends. (laughs) 100%. Like, I wouldn't, like, yeah. Now, but now, to preface it, I am wired in a deep Catholic monogamy nonsense, which I understand Mm -hmm. is my own... uh, uh, mental uh, entanglements that are not necessarily uh, good but now the ideas of my uh, a girlfriend mm-hmm. fucking one of my friends mm-hmm. and I'm there now I, I'd have to kill him then myself then her <laughs> like it just everyone must die now <laughs> Everyone must die. So Her family. Yeah, it'd be an absolute <laughs> fucking kill bill when it goes into that fucking uh, uh, Lucy Lou's fucking building, cutting off the yeah. arms with blood spraying everywhere. Samurai sword. Actually, I might do it now. It sounds fun. Yeah, just it to, does sound great. Just to justify a killing spree. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I um, It's funny. Since then, I have... Uh, I get, like, I... I don't know monogamy. I'm like I'm not close to monogamy. Like I think monogamy happens when you find some when you're with someone who wants that, and then non-monogamy. I'm I'm flexible. Like yeah. I am very like I'm quite happy to just have that one person, but there needs to be like it's, yeah. Uh, I understand monogamy sympathizers or like people who need that. I get that. <laughs> you say it like it's like Nazism or something. <laughs> monogamy sympathizers. <laughs> Yeah. As in people who have a leaning towards this evil, I understand. <laughs> it's not. I don't see it as evil at all. Right. But I think it requires a lot. Like I think non-monogamy requires a lot of communication, a lot of work. Yeah. I think monogamy also requires a lot of that. Like just mm. because you're like, okay, we're the only ones for each other. That that means you need to really make that work. So that because the amount of insecurities that pop up when you when you have this like commitment that you don't fuck other people, it's like you need to. <sighs> the fuck each other trust. is my suggestion. You need to fuck each other like, a lot. Big time. A big, big, di- big, 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 big style. <laughs> big and style. do stuff with their ass and all You need sorts. to do all the things. Yep. You need to really make them feel like they are all you need. The bee's knees, the, the cat's th- pajamas, the cock of the walk. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I agree. Whereas, and, the, and there's lots of problems with non-monogamy, but... The thing is with the with the spontaneous or impromptu orgies, yeah, it would usually be after lots of alcohol. It would, there would there's an awareness that everyone is open to it, and then it and it happens. Whereas then we ended up also going to when I was like, I want strangers. We actually found like a an hitchhikers. Orgy. Would you pick up? <laughs> we did end up at some very strange people's houses, right? Through the dating apps that existed back then, which were not apps; they were websites, right? And like uh, redhotpie.com. 
Oh, wow. Uh, adult matchmaker. Ever any like celebrities like uh, Crocodile Dundee or anything? I wish. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I wish we'd, we'd had... Uh, is he still alive? I doubt it. I hope so. I don't th- I don't know. I bet he'd be he crusty is, as fuck. Though. He would. He'd but be he's, like a crocodile. He'd be still fucking. He, I know that. Yeah, that, that, that blonde hair and that... Yeah. Those abs, those those breasts. Ooh, you know? Paul like, Hogan, that was his name. Yeah. Oh, he was gorgeous. It, that's it. Yeah. But also, like, I would have no, I wouldn't have had sex with Steve Irwin. You know, Steve Irwin. I know Steve Irwin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got what was coming to him. Yeah. Although it's it still kind of makes me sad. Like, I don't know. Like, I've been getting a bit sentimental about Australian things. Oh, really? Yeah. Like racism. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, it was actually fun. <laughs> It was actually fun what we did to the Aborigines, yeah, at the time. No, I actually have been getting, by, okay, so by sentimental, um, I actually almost cried uh, the other week at a show talking about as the Australian treatment of indigenous people and why, that's why I identify most, like, I identify more strongly as a Kiwi because of the amount of shame that I have for what Australia represents and what, it, what it's, yeah, yeah, what it's done. Um, <laughs> Do you want to hear the most racist thing? Yes. I've heard an Australian say. Yes. I was walking down with an Australian in Perth. I did the Perth Fringe Festival twice. Did you now? Yes, I did. Would you recommend it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like it's to... great. It's lovely. Like the place, like the, the city itself, Perth, is an unfathomable shithole. But <laughs> the, uh, like there's beautiful like beaches. Yes, yes. And it's like lovely. And the shows, the people that come to the shows are cool. But like in general, it's like, it's a very, uh, you know, a fucking blouky place, mate. Yeah, right. And it's like, you know, but they're so outward with it. Like it's amazing. It's crazy how. Yeah. Just how flagrant. Yeah. They, they are about like this, like we were walking past, I was at this like uh, older Australian man and we were walking uh, down and there was a guy cleaning the street mm-hmm. and there was like an Aborigine guy, like a homeless guy in the door and he goes, he fucking missed a bit. Oh my God. And that might be the most racist thing I have ever heard. Oh my God. But that just, it doesn't surprise me. Like it's disgusting. Yep. Hundred yep. percent. But for Australians, the the total lack of respect, awareness, um, and uh, what's the word I want to say? Like um, uh, re- re- when you when you repent, like or when you when you remorse, remorse, the lack of remorse that white Australians have for the indigenous people and the just total disrespect it's insane how much they don't understand how much you know the it's, the colonization of australia created oh. all of this crazy level of like um disadvantage and and like cultural substance abuse yeah. like these little kids huffing uh, uh, petrol and paint down mm. at the bus stops they're absolutely mm. fucked and i yeah. was in um uh, and it's so prevalent. Like even I used to do tours of Dublin, and you'd have some Australian guys on the tour. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, it's you know it's hard. Like, and I be a, admit I've been a coward in situations. Like even when that guy said that, like in my heart, I was like Jesus Christ. But I didn't say anything at the time because I'm like, you know, just no excuse other than just weakness at times in the moment. You know, and I've yeah. you know I'll admit I've I've there's been times I have not been uh, strong enough in the face of all sorts of. Mm-hmm. Um, shit like that and mm-hmm. it, you know it is something that I think if everyone got a bit stronger 
yeah on those points it would be uh great but yeah. i was staying with this uh, indian lady piasi was her name mm-hmm. and you know she fucking catfished me in australia i was so mad how did right? she catfish you because catfishing, that's an interesting topic I'd oh like to man talk about. because so i went on airbnb and it said right it was like this young indian lady named prati mm-hmm. who was living there and it was all about prati like gives you like all oh, under reviews oh she gives you all this lovely tea and you hang out and all this stuff and i <laughs> I, I used to go out with a Punjabi girl, like an Indian girl. like yeah. So, like, I'm just, like, I, like, sexually into that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like My brother was, too, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's just, like, it's one of those things, like, it's, like, um, you know, like, ginger girls. Like, I have no interest in a lot of them in Irish. Just not. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. My granny used, was, like, very dark featured. Oh, no, this is more incest stuff again. <laughs> but my granny had, like... Really like brown eyes and like black hair and all like that. And I always just thought that way. I just always loved that. Yeah. Black and red. Anyway, this Praddy, I was like, oh, she seems lovely. She's tea, maybe. There'll be, you know, we could we could um have a bit of um fun or whatever. Or she could abuse me as her tenant or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, like really I let myself be um uh harassed. And um anyway, uh, so I arrive anyway, and it's like seventy year old really overweight in the like comes to the door <laughs> and she just goes she's just like michael i was like yeah and she goes take your shoes off and i was like oh all right where's um pratty and she's just like she's like i'm pratty's mother and pratty doesn't live here anymore and i was like oh come on <laughs> and she was like yeah she's like i'm piacia and and anyway she turns out to be just this like like just authoritarian lunatic like she mm-hmm. would she used to like think where i would like and it was tiny little flat right this tiny little flat and she, this was in perth this was in perth yeah, yeah. now it was me i've been a real cheapskate it was very cheap but i thought it was going to be me and you you were being cheap and you thought you'd get some sex I, on the side <laughs> i thought i would get, i thought i was getting a cheap apartment where i was gonna fuck someone regularly oh that's what i thought i was getting and I think that was fair for me to think that. <laughs> and um, uh, I had, yeah, I thought I did, all my dreams had come true. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she was always, so she was also just a tiny apartment. She'd just be lying on the couch watching um, Dawson's Creek. She loved Dawson's oh, Creek. Good she was just so just, but like she'd get up at like half seven in the morning and be blaring it just, I don't yeah. want to wait for our lives. <laughs> and, and she'd just be like, I love it. There's so much drama going on. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like going on. And then also she's just farting all the time. Like loudly. Like And then she goes, my doctor said it's okay for me to fart. She was like, it's good for me to get out. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still Piazzi. I don't listen. I just, you're you're making this a hostile environment. You know what I mean? And oh my then God. she would go in, right? She would go in. If I used the bathroom, she would come in. She'd come into the bathroom after I was in there. And like, I would be fairly clean or whatever but she'd find like a little speck of like dirt on like maybe on the toilet but like just it could be a little hair or anything any mm-hmm. little thing and she would knock on my door and she'd like come she'd like come in here what is this and she's just like you're disgusting <laughs> you're disgusting and i was like yeah, don't be calling me disgusting that's not a nice thing to say to a no, to a man i was trying to be nice to her and then she was always like uh, you rabbiting on about how great her tea was but she wouldn't offer me any tea but <laughs> She would, and then on top of this, she wouldn't give me no tea. On top of this, she had a, her, her little neighbor, Margaret, little mm-hmm. white lady, come over. And they would come, she, Margaret would come over like every day and they would play Connect Four and just be racist. That's what they would do. 
That's what, I swear to God. They would just come over. Margaret would come over and they would just talk about the fucking ebb. I was around the grog. No. Yes. And they're just there. Then it's just, you're moving. It's like, yes, they're discussing. Like, and Piazzi's hating on the abos as well. She's after coming for It's like, you know where Margaret goes after this, Piazzi? Down the road to talk shit about you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. Like, 100%. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, they're both like just shitting on the Aborigines there. Jesus. And, um, yeah, I thought it was going to be pratty and we were going to be it's, in love. It's horrible you saying all, like, <clears throat> I want to say, like, the first thing I want to say was, it's great to hear you talking about this level of racism against indigenous people. Yeah. It's, it's horrible that it exists, but I've been talking about this recently to um, a lot of people that live in Berlin that just don't understand anything about Australia except what they see from, like, the, the tourists that come over. Like, they have no Home idea how messed up. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the image they have, even though they have no idea what that show is. Um, exactly. No clue. And so I've been talking about this this insane level of, of racism and discrimination against the indigenous people and the whole history of it. So it's, it's good to hear. It's fucked up as it is. It's good to hear. Exactly. This is what it is. Like, it's so messed up that, you know, they, they, they have this um, level of resentment towards these people. Like, they're a problem. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Are yeah. you are you serious? <sighs> But all yeah, but it there seems to be like it does seem to be some like form of like deep nationwide brainwashing of some sort, whereby whereby people genuinely feel within the realms of Mm. decency and of like like they feel like they are good people, like one hundred percent. Yes, I agree with you. Like they they believe like. Like, I'm a good person, I'm a kind person, I'm this. And these guys are are bad. But, we give them such... Like, this is yeah. their belief. So it's like, it's not even like, these are like the nasty elements of society. It's like, people who are like, you know, really like kind in other ways and different things feel vindicated. Yeah. And that's the real... Um, I agree with you. It's you. Like I, um, I had a housemate, a white Australian dude, like you know, multiple generations Australian dude, and um, I had this uh, Italian boyfriend back then who was like not even like light, like veiled racist, sexist. Like he referred to African um, these this African family as monkeys once. Um, the, your Italian boyfriend. The Italian boyfriend. Is he that was, what? Like, super is that, sexist. Is that what won you over? Yeah, that's what won me over. I didn't realize how sexist and racist he was until like uh, a few months in. And then I was like, maybe you don't have to have the same values to fall in love. Like it was, it was crazy. Did like, you that love was, him? I did fall in, I was in love with him. Yes. And um, this was the love that made me realize you absolutely need to be on the same value level as whoever you're with. Yeah. And I thought, I thought I was being progressive. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe I could, maybe we could. So, um, but he uh, was hanging out at home with my white Australian housemate and the topic of indigenous Australians came up and my white Australian housemate shocked me so much with the views that you just said, yeah. basically that these people are, are pro- like that these people in Perth had and, uh, and good guy, you know, good dude, you know, but as much as you're saying that these are good people, the thing is Australia is a, is a rich country yeah. with, like education and right. in in both elementary and high school you are taught what happened in the history of Australia so to then allow yourself to not you know to forget the history and to lose all sympathy there's a there's a cho- and that's the issue with Australians in general for me is that there's this chosen ignorance 
around like that's 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 kind of motivated well, it's convenient isn't it it's convenient and it's motivated by um maintaining their their wealth and comfort so it's the same thing with their anti-immigration sentiments it's like oh there's too many asians it's like shut the right. fuck up you're like geographically very much located uh, in very close vicinity to everything that's Asian. And uh, they're bringing, you know, Asian um, uh, like migrants or immigrants are bringing a lot of money and it's, you know, they're investing and there's like, why, why are you anti right. my immigration? Like you're all migrants. You all like to- stole this land from the indigenous. There's people. too like, many white people. There's too many white people. There is. And in, in like in this part of the world, this there is uh, like noticeably, yeah. none of you should be here. Yeah. Climate wise, it doesn't suit it doesn't you. Make sense. And I think there's something about the heat that makes these like Anglo, like Irish as well, like the, the people from where, where I'm from, mm-hmm. that just kind of melts their brains into just, yeah, you see these leathery old kind of sun baiting, mm-hmm. like kind of like English descendants and Irish descendants. And they're always really racist. Um, always. always. Um, there's never someone with a that sunburnt face mm-hmm. that's like, I think the Jews should have more. You know what I mean? <laughs> never. Like they're always just the the, the most yeah. warped things. But yeah. like, yeah, I I I don't know. It is it is so flagrant there. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know like what the answer. Where are you from in Australia? Melbourne. Right, so you're from the, would it be kind of like the blue dot, the liberal, yeah. it's the most liberal place yeah. I've been. The most green, the most, as in green by like, um, you know, green politics, like, right. you know, they had the green party, the greens uh, in there, uh, like I'm so disconnected from Australian politics now, but it's the most progressive part of yeah. the country, for sure. But, so in your education, mm. maybe like there was more of mm. like an actual like leaning towards hey, what we did was fucked up or what it was wrong. Yes. And we were told that because I don't believe the people in Perth are told it's wrong. Mm. I really don't believe there is any uh, leaning towards that. But it's similar, like um, the English education system, right? Yeah. They they just get taught like we won, we beat the Nazis. Nothing about India, nothing about Australia. Fuck all about India, fuck all about Ireland. Like Ireland, nothing about yeah. the famine. People come over and they're like, you're talking to them about the, the famine because that's just what we do when an English person comes. <laughs> did you hear about just the first day? It's like, oh, how are you doing? So did you hear about the famine? Did you? Had you heard about that? The half the population um, had to, was either killed or left. But um, they actually don't know. Like, because I, I used to give yeah. these tours around Dublin and I mean, I would fucking pull on the heartstrings of like just the English fucking let Irish people die. Mm-hmm. The Irish people were uh, going around with like uh, grass stains on their mouth from trying to eat the fucking grass while the English continued to export mm-hmm. uh, crops out of the country because they owned the land and just let mm-hmm. like uh, like 1.5 million people um, die out of a population of like seven. So it's like um, bananas. And I would like, oh, I mean, I would just... And you see the English people, they're like, oh... We didn't even know about that, you know. We didn't even know, did we, Jim? Did we? They always ask each other everything. They, they like they that. They do seem so dumb sometimes. Right? They fucking do. They're an absolute living nightmare. Like when people say to me, "Oh, do you hate the English people?" I'm like, "Yeah, but not for history reasons. For what they're like now. Like what they're like today. Just yes. meeting them in the shop. You know what I mean? That's why. All you know right, what I mean? All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm not blaming you from what your ancestors did. That's not to do with you. I'm just blaming you. For just how you deal with like taking a bus, you know what I mean. Right. Um, but 
So you would tell them and they'd be like, oh, no, that's terrible, isn't it, Jim? Jim, oh, yeah, that's bad, Mary, isn't it? Like, they always, they have, like, this, like, joint brain where it's just, like, they need, like, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. If you ask them, they're like, oh, where did you meet? And it's like, oh, we met in Bristol, didn't we? Didn't we? Didn't, didn't we? we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we did. It's just, like, two sides of the same it's, fucking brain. But it's like how my mum talks, too. It's like, right. she always needs, like, anything she says, she needs me to confirm it. It's like, right. come on, mate. Yeah, were you not there? Yeah. Was it not you you're talking about? You <laughs> exactly. daft idiot. Do you know what I mean? Didn't we? Didn't, didn't we? Don't break eye contact. Look at me. I'm not asking you the question. Don't look at him. Because it seems like you're making it up if you have to fucking, you know, back each other's fucking bullshit up. How does their court system even work? Like, how do the witnesses... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Testify. I don't know. But oh do you know God. what? It, it's interesting. And this actually links in some way mm-hmm. to Australia. Because... So I'm from the the south of Ireland, right? So like what some might refer to as like happy Ireland. Um, <laughs> and then so we're our own country. The north of Ireland is still in the UK. Mm-hmm. So like growing up, like there'd be like kind of fun anti-English stuff like, ah, fuck the English, but no real like deep, deep, like, you know, murderers. Yeah, because I didn't actually live the effects of yes. it. Whereas if you're up the north of Ireland. There was bombings, there was this and that. So yes. there is like some deep, like, yes. like, fuck you. Have you ever met someone from Northern Ireland? No, not really. Oh, but not there's, really. you might have noticed the accent. It's like that. Okay. It's like, how are you, Anna? You all right? Yeah. But it's very serious and it's yeah. very mistrusting of everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like that. And then down below, we're like, yeah. <laughs> we haven't had war in 50 years. So we're happy <laughs> out. Um, But... So I didn't have any um, like deep hatred of English people, but I was reading this book, uh, Sapiens. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever read that one. I've heard many people reading right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a real like kind of fucking um, pop, pop culture. Pop, have you pop, read yeah. Sapiens, dude? <laughs> oh, you've not read Sapiens? Okay, well, I don't know if we've much to discuss then. You know what I mean? I'm going to go over here with the learned. Um, yeah, so people love, like, people think they're what's, intellectuals. What's the rough, like, like uh, yeah, it's kind of, for me, it sounds like it's in the same category as, like, uh, Sex at Dawn. Have you heard of that? I mean, I've, not the book, but, yeah. I've, you know, <laughs> I mean, the, the activity I've, I've uh, come across The online. book actually looks at how monogamy is connected to um, the development of agriculture and, uh, and oh. economic systems. Wow, yes, so this sounds like Sapiens okay. is all about, like, the, like, building of... Um, I guess like civilization and it goes from the start to like um, basically how there was different forms so there was homo sapiens which is me and you mm-hmm. and um, but there was also homo erectus which was sounds way more enjoyable yeah 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 <laughs> just these guys who are forever on fucking rock hard just <laughs> we're homo erectus dude I'm never soft son you know what I mean um, and they got wiped out because they were just too horny too they horny. couldn't even feed themselves they are just in a fucking <laughs> blurry haze I just want to fuck it I'm fucking a tree dude I don't even know man I tried to fuck a lion he bit my leg off dude you know so they just are in this haze of fucking things but they anyway Homo erectus basically got extinct mm-hmm. and they don't know exactly how but so they were like a less developed cognitively than mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. but you know we're the main suspects in the in the getting yeah. rid of and and like throughout just the history i mean after you read the book you're like oh god we're like an aberration mm-hmm. on earth like human beings were an absolute we are an absolute virus yeah. on this planet and you really like do feel like we are just these like flesh eating devious 
greedy creatures who are just using up and destroying the planet for own use and you're like Jesus yeah um and then you go eat a burger but exactly. uh, you know and you're right. trying to forget about it yeah. but it does you're like whoa but so um human beings went to uh Australia the first time they actually entered that continent right mm-hmm. um uh I don't know like exactly how they got there like from rafts and different things but they arrived on the continent and back then there was like these uh, were like called uh, giant kangaroos like they were like mm-hmm. twice megafauna a, mega yeah. yeah and they were massive yeah the um, animals back then like if you've seen any um uh they create like uh, I've seen reenactments or re- like they've, they've they've created sort of videos that show how big these animals were yeah so cool megafauna oh, so cool unbelievable yeah, yeah. these were great guys yeah, these great. were fucking legends great. and they were having a good time yeah. and they were eating the fucking eucalyptus and they were mm-hmm. they were balling and it seemed like life would never, uh, you know, take a dip and was just going to be from strength to strength for them mm-hmm. on that continent. And then the humans arrived and because they had never been on that continent before. So the megafauna, the the super kangaroos, um, they didn't have any genetic code to be afraid. Like yeah. because it's actually in your genes when you see something to be like, oh. So when they mm-hmm. saw humans kind of crawling up towards them, they're like, they're just eating their fucking leaves and they're like, oh, look at these weak little apes. Yeah, yeah. Just little weak, scrawny apes. Yeah. Like, little did they know we are literally the most conniving, devious scoundrels that have ever existed on mm-hmm. this earth. Mm-hmm. And within like a hundred years, they were extinct because they didn't know to be afraid. Yeah. So they, they would turn their back on humans. So the concept is probably like you survive better if you have a lot of fear in you. Yes, or if it's like it's like it's like genetic uh, code of yeah, some yeah, sort. Yeah. But yeah. like, so for example, like I grew up on a dairy farm, mm-hmm. and if I yeah. go to like a a calf, like a young like uh, cow, say the the child, and they're just like suspicious of you already, and they've no real reason to know why apart from it's just somewhere in their genetic code totally. that, that they're just like pulling back because we're the worst thing that's ever happened to them you know we're Absolutely. just stealing their children we're murdering eating them or we're locking um, them in like wooden boxes so that we can make veal or, yes to, yeah. to make veal it's a you know mm-hmm. it's a it's a general shit show they're they're um uh since they've been in business with humans it's not gone well and so they're wired to be afraid of us they're wired to be afraid of us right yeah. so they're just wired right now so I don't have a deep hatred of English, but when I hear an English accent, I'm a bit like that calf. You know what I mean? I'm just a bit like, oh. So I just like, there's a little bit of that. Just from a wiring mm-hmm. of nearly uh, a thousand years of something. So I am just have a little like, eh. you know, it's yeah. like, all right, darling. You're like, eh, yeah, I'm fine. Why? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, um, I totally relate to that. I, um, I think fear is definitely like... is something that's inherited like I definitely got um I've had uh reactions to things in my life that do not come from my own experiences they're not like it's not a learned reaction that like from experiences I've had but it's definitely something that I've inherited from my mother and from my grandmother Mm -hmm. and from my great-grandmother and I've had reactions to um like situations with men where I uh yeah really really strong physical like something that i'm not in control of yeah. reactions because of the levels of abuse that i've that uh, my the generations of women have experienced yeah for, by men mm-hmm. yeah so completely, completely ancestral trauma yeah 
Yeah. yeah, and it is passed on like in the um, in the in the DNA, like in the cells. Yes, there's cellular yeah, memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so it's there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't read *Sapiens* or *Sex at Dawn*, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can like right. make my way through it. Yeah. yeah, you can bluff your way around yeah. the ideas. Um, and like, and also collective, um, uh, collective, the collective unconscious, or yeah, that's also something that's very deep. Like we have connections to, you know. There's right. that, but there's also the actual like science of the the cellular memory. Yeah, I am finding like I don't know about you. Um, <clears throat> like I have, and I'm doing kind of like uh, trying to do, uh, like create a, a a material about it at the moment. I have some bits about, it, but um, the idea like that, like I'm very prone to like believing in things, like it, like you know, kind oh. of magically <laughs> ideas. You know, well, like, that's the Catholic in you, right? Right. <laughs> No, but it actually is because it's like, and now because of what the the priest did to the kids, I can't do that anymore. So I can't be praying to Jesus because that's very uncool. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a quick side thing: Do you know many people that were sexually abused? No, but I do. I know a lot of people, but mm. not like as in not my um, age group. No one has ever come forward. Now that's not to say they weren't. No, no, no. But I just mean Um, like people who have actually come forward. But maybe no. But I mean huge amounts in Ireland, but just not in my personal um, friend group. I was from a very small community. Mm -hmm. I was a I was an altar boy myself. um, but um, I did say that last night. I told you I got in trouble because yeah. I was using too much teeth. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, they just didn't. They just the technique was off. But uh, <laughs> takes a while to learn. Right, know, it's in the lips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I was just a propensity to believe in things, and so then you go to other things like that's not religion. So I have like a gratitude stone, mm-hmm. which like is just a stone I talk to. And, um, and I don't know if stones can think even, um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't even know if it's classed as a being, but I, mean, I could help you with this. I don't think you can read a book. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, you're just like flicking through sapiens. Like, right. when does it talk about the rocks? When what does it, it talk about, about the stones? The stones? But, it's funny because like it's like you know but i think what's interesting at the the minute Mm -hmm. is that because it it, like we'll say our generation almost everyone no one's religious you know um to a degree certainly um, people from christianity yeah right we definitely like as comedians yeah i think we know very few people who are religious Uh, very like very few yeah but even in ireland now my generation has just completely yeah okay oh just ditch and that was a super catholic yeah, like okay. a deep okay. and everyone mm-hmm. my age was like no it was with the scandals and the then the internet and it's just the widespread yeah, yeah, information yeah. and you true, know true. people looking podcasts with richard dawkins and whatever the fuck yeah but um but then we we all have to then come up with our own meaning yes. for life because yes. we're not given one yes and i think that's where uh, a lot of people are struggling because a lot of people are not uh, able to construct a cohesive thing. Now, that's not mm-hmm. to say to go back to religion, but I think people are in a spot right now mm-hmm. and suffering because mm-hmm. they have not been able to fill that gap. And, you know, there's people mm-hmm. like me who's just fucking muttering to stones and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, and other people have other, like, mad things they're trying to, mm-hmm. just to, because they still have that thing inside them that needs to believe in something outside of, 
reality and there's um something to give meaning something to give meaning yeah and uh, the idea of like oh you give meaning to your own life well that's like great for like some people but some people are just mm-hmm. not you know designed to do that or be well, able that's to where children that. come in right right <laughs> Yeah, just have kids. Just have kids. And that's, just and put it all on them. Totally, totally. And I think a lot right. of people who don't have a, um, like a creative uh, self-expression, um, like a lifestyle, like where they're, where they're constantly expressing coming. themselves. <laughs> coming. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have creative self-expression and be coming all the time. I know a lot of those guys. Um, but if you don't have something that truly gives you satisfaction and a sense of self-expression, then I think what a lot of people then do is they're like, all right, I'll have kids and create a family because family gives purpose and meaning. Right. Right. Um, but I think like the pandemic's also been really interesting. I think a lot of people have, um, either found a way to, I think the pandemic really like was like this, uh, you know, putting everyone in this thing of like, look at your problems and like, what are your strategies? Yeah. And I think there were the people that went to, you know, drugs and like just going deep into Into escapism, escapism. Then there were people who were like, I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to like, you know, um, uh, be grateful and, uh, exercise and and meditate and whatever. And then people, maybe some people also found religion. I don't know. Like I... But I totally credit Buddhism for my survival. Oh, I would. I think I'm on the... I'm reading Siddhartha at the minute. Have you ever oh, read yeah, Siddhartha? I've read Siddhartha. It was my second time, so don't be smug. Um, I've read it twice, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to out Eastern uh, religion each other. Well, I meditate every day, so shove it up your ass. Um, yeah. Well, I meditate twice. I don't even believe I, there is a self, so, exactly. you know, suck, suck on it. Um, I don't even believe I exist. There is no mic, so you know, smoke that. Baby mm. impermanence, right? Impermanence. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Buddhism's a good one. Buddhism, because the Buddhism's thing, the whole thing one. is like, don't have notions. Right. That's it. And that's it. It's like, yeah. and and what is true, and like definitely impermanence. And then if you can, like, I gave my mum the book that you were flicking through when you came in, which is the right. No Death, No Fear, which is what really got me into it. Yes. No death, no fear. And then also the same writer, Titnat Hang, um, he also has a book called The Art of Power, which right. sounds very like, Robert Greene. Uh, I, I don't know if you know him. Robert Greene. He's like I the 42 <laughs> laws of power. Oh, okay. Which are like, you know, it's like never, never be fully truthful. And I'll get never, fucked, yeah. And, and always, always lurk in the shadows, you know, like this kind of stuff. I like always look in the shadows, but never. <laughs> <laughs> always look in the shadows is great, but yeah, yeah never be truthful. Me back with lurk in the shadows. <laughs> this is a, a, a great thinker. The darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the out of power. I think I I, I like the, the the French name of the book is called the out of true power, and I think right. that's better um, because it sounds less like a I don't know like a pickup artist book and uh, more like a you know a Vietnamese Buddhist um, mm-hmm. manifesto to how to actually apply Buddhism in your day to day life and work and family and all of these things. And um, yeah, I uh, I. I'm not sure where I was going with that classic Buddhism chat. <laughs> There's no purpose. Um, but yeah, just this, this, the, the basic But basic as principles. the Buddhist would say, you don't, you don't have to be going anywhere. Yeah, right? Just, just be. Just be. Just be. Just be. Yeah. There is sometimes when you get that moment of um, clarity, it's rare. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time it's if you've done MDMA. But, <laughs> uh, but if you can reach that sometimes where like you really understand deeply, I don't need anything mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, I don't need anything. Just being alive is great. And you can yeah. actually just be buzzing 
to be alive. Alive, exactly. Oh, and that's the trick. That but, is it. And, and the, the problem with that is when you feel that, you're like, yes, I can just feel this. But yeah. then when you lose it again, and then you start like, why am I not feeling it anymore? Yeah. And it's this cycle of like, why am I not enlightened right now? Yeah, but I also you think know? like, yeah, and that's when the, the core, I, yeah, the, the core practices of Buddhism, the, the impermanence, no self, and uh, what's the other one? There's Acceptance, a- is that in there? Well, I yeah, bet that's, that's, that's not been that's around. That's the acceptance, but like the core practice, like the, like the practices as opposed to beliefs, right? So it's like you practice the fact, the practice, the 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 you practice seeing impermanence. So how everything changes, you practicing into being and no self. It was into being. So those are the three core like things, right? Right, right. But then like yeah, acceptance, of course, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And the reason why I stopped drinking was all and, and taking drugs was also the idea that. Um, yeah, yeah, confidence. Like, uh, you can only like you need self awareness to then be confident, and you can only have happiness if you're, you know, um, if you're confident in your decisions. Right. Well, my things. question to you would be: What makes you more confident than cocaine? I don't like cocaine that much. Cocaine mm. doesn't give me confidence. Does it not? It just makes me think that everyone is boring. Right. <laughs> Apart from yourself. <laughs> exactly. Because every idea pops nope. in your head, you're like, did. James Joyce write this thought because it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like with Coke, I just get so bored and I'm so bored of everybody. And it's not like I'm going to be more interesting. It's just like I don't value and like I'm not always this much of an ego- egotistical person. But like often if I'm in situations where I have done a line, like I'm not always around comedians, say, or I'm not always around people that I find intellectually stimulating. And it will just be like, I'll just stop talking and be thinking. And then I'll be like, all right, I'm, I'm out. I'm going. Yeah. yeah like, the, like there's no point communicating what I'm thinking. Mm. But also there's no interesting thoughts. It's also just no interesting thoughts. Right. Uh, yeah. It, well, I've had just diminishing returns with it to mm-hmm. the point of where I've just, um, I've stopped doing it because I, uh, like I'm a talker as is, you know what I mean? Like I don't need, I don't need encouragement. Like I'm already t- too much. It's already overbearing and it's already to a point where people are kind of like you know this isn't all about you mike and i'm like is it not because it seems to me since i've been alive that's kind of like the truman show and i'm truman but anyway i but whatever you say you know what i mean you're not a paid actor in my life um uh sure but when i coke then i was just like my ideas my ideas i'm gonna do the and then when I reflect because then you remember it is the mm-hmm, worst thing mm-hmm. um, and you're just like oh that's so gross yeah the way I behaved there was so disgraceful yeah 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 and yeah. then I get I'm too horny on it so I'm like, I was like ah. uh, yeah you know? I get pretty horny on any drug but also the thing in Berlin is that so often you're not just on one drug like it'll be like alright there's drinking and then the coke comes out and yeah. then there's like ketamine or then someone's like got a little bit of like right. like an acid sugar cube and then it's like you've got you're not really sure what's interacting with what anymore right. and it's all just like this jumble of yeah, yeah. you know right um, but yeah I, I don't find any drug is that exciting to you know, I feel more and more. I recently had a date. Uh, last week I had a date with some guy and um, he expressed way too much excitement about weed. And I was that was when I was like, all right, I'm like, I'm not right. attracted to this the at all. The fact that you'd be excited about it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Just, he was just way too like. You're excited such a about great, it. It's just, just such a great drug. It was just like, right. what are you, 20? 20? Like, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so anyway, he was talking, um, we were talking about like the be- the benefits of weed. And I was like, look, I like, like, I won't smoke it anymore because I smoked it every day for like six years of my life. And that I stopped that at the start of 2020. And, uh, but I do really enjoy it, but I enjoy eating it. But what I enjoy about weed is I enjoy the, the, the internal, like, um, uh, like landscapes of my mind and how I enjoy my own thoughts. And it's extremely, um, just me being able to block out anybody else and me being able to enjoy my own thoughts going in different ways than they usually would. Right. That's how I enjoy weed. And he was like, well, that's pretty, pretty selfish. (laughs) I was like, yeah, dude, like a drug experience is selfish because you've intake, you've taken something in yeah. that only you're going to experience the way you're experiencing it. Well, no one does coke and then goes down to the local soup kitchen. No. You know what I mean? No, exactly. It's not, this is not a philanthropic uh, endeavor. At all. You know? And, and of course, if you're taking drugs, you're enjoying the effect that it has on you. Yeah, it's hedonistic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Pleasure. It's, you're going for your own pleasure. And I think most drugs are about, in, about enjoying your what your thoughts are and being able to switch off from things around you that aren't enjoyable. Right. Even caffeine. Even caffeine. Yeah, yeah even caffeine. Mm-hmm. Although I think caffeine can make you irritable to it what can other make, people... It, can make, it just makes me, it can make me a bit um, jittery. Jittery, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't think it helps you... It doesn't help you switch off from other people. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Or what What time do we have? Have we I done? think I think we, we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, we need... Let's wrap it up. Yeah, do you yeah. have anything else that you'd like to say specifically regarding any adult uh, topics? Um, just, you know, um, praise be Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, um, you know, don't... You know, sex is bad, you know. Sex just remember, is so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When was the last time you had sex? Me? Yeah. Six, six weeks ago, probably. That was very quick. You knew exactly. Uh, yeah, because I was t- thinking about it today. <laughs> I was thinking about it earlier today, and I was like, it's been too long. Yeah. Um, it's been too long, yeah. Um, I think I'm getting up to a month. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting close you're to getting four up, weeks. Yeah. yeah, I'm six to start of, like, I think the 2nd of July. So, yeah, that's about, yeah. 2nd of July? Yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah, so it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But I've had a few chances. I've just been, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I went through a breakup, like... Not so long ago, and I've just I've been a bit gun shy. If people don't make the move, mm-hmm. like the last few times I've had sex, it's just people making the move on me. I like that. I'm very yeah. passive. Yeah. I'm very bad at like pulling the trigger. Me too. Um. Yeah. I know, but see, it's accepted for you, like as in the you know these whatever, and obviously the problems with gender roles, but gender roles, but that's like you know it's on the mat it's like you know it's my fault if i didn't make the move I you know dis- what i mean mm, i disagree like, or that's how i feel yeah, and, yeah but you know yeah. maybe that's the problem but i love if it's the other way but like, it goes like, but it, i think it goes, like it's always your fault if you don't make the move right yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. But also for a female like if i don't make the move and you then fe- he can yeah. he can be like well and also i like in my position apparently i'm a bit intimidating or whatever like i need to really show to someone that i'm in interested yeah, yeah. for them to be like okay Right. Let's. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, and I, like, almost had sex on the weekend uh, just past. Yeah. Except that I was uh, uh, so tired that I just fell asleep. Um, right. A compelling, a compelling um, review for your lover. 
Well, yeah. I honestly don't really um, remember that much of, of getting back to the back room of uh, his workplace. Um, so classy. <laughs> You'll have to go into 34. that in another podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, here's to getting sex soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, let's Please do gosh. that. Let's mm, Please fist gosh. punch. All right, that has been Adults Only Comedy Bill, and thank you so much, Mike. Yes, yes. I love that. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. And uh, see you next time. All right, goodbye. Hello.